Welcome to episode four of the RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringgold, and my co-host, Griffin Warner, and I are extremely excited because this episode is opening day baseball. You're listening to the car going to work, you're on your lunch break, you're eating dinner with the family, or you're by yourself just chilling at home because you might not be working because you probably took off because today is opening day. In this episode, we are not only giving you the opening day, our, our breakdown of Thursday's games, and also we're giving you Friday's games as well and our best bets for Thursday and Friday towards our end of the episode here. So stick around for that. Griffin, you can tell I'm excited here. Are you excited for opening day right now? I mean, this is this is a big day for us. I'm excited. Uh, I hope the listeners are excited. I'm not sure that the listeners' kids are excited if they're actually listening to this during dinner. But, you know, if they are, who am hey, I to judge? You know, Hey, start them early. I always say, start them early. It's never a bad idea just to give them a little something-something. But we have to give the people what they want. And that is breaking down Thursday's opening day games and also Friday's games as well. And to keep a little housekeeping notes for everybody listening, we will be doing two episodes a week. We will be dropping a Monday episode and a Friday episode as well. And towards when baseball season really gets kicked into high gear, there will be a third episode. We are hoping because guess what? We like talking baseball just as much as you guys listening about baseball. And to just kick off the Thursdays, uh, rundown here in Thursday's games. Two games are postponed due to weather. Unfortunately, the Yankees and Red Sox and the Mariners and Twins are postponed. We do not know when they'll be postponed to, so it's just a later date. But we have a lot of headlines to talk about on Thursday's opening day schedule. We have this NL Cy Young Award winner, Corbin Burns, is back on the mound. DeGrom and Scherzer will not be pitching or not have an opportunity to pitch on opening day. Tyler McGill will be this opening day starter for the New York Mets in the nation's capital. Can the Atlanta Braves repeat? They will be kicking off on Thursday at, let's see, at 8.08 against the Cincinnati Reds. And we get to see the AL MVP the best player in baseball start on opening day for the LA Angels and a Shohei Otani. That's look just a clear little like you know storyline kind of understanding of what's going on. But we're gonna break down each and every game. I'm gonna shoot over to Griffin. What is our first game we're gonna be talking about on Thursday's opening day matchups? So we're gonna go. Uh, I think normal episodes we're gonna run uh, as you already mentioned two per week until we get to three, which we're looking forward to. Uh, the season really getting in high gear and going to three episodes a week. We'll we'll of course keep uh, everyone alerted to our schedule once we figure that one out. Uh, but we're gonna go starting with lines for um, for Thursday's game and go in rotation order. So we're starting with Milwaukee. Uh, and Corbin Burns, you just mentioned, uh, potential Cy Young candidate in the NL, uh, visiting the Chicago Cubs, Kyle Hendricks, and currently seeing a number, no total yet, because we're waiting to see the win at, at Wrigley, but uh, current number is Corbin Burns, a $1.75 or minus $1.75 favorite. And uh, from where I sit, we I mean, we talked about it on the preview episodes um, that we did. The Milwaukee Brewers are going to run away with this division. Chicago right, Cubs baby. are not really competing. And it's going to be really hard to, to really, I mean, I don't know what I expect Kyle Hendricks to do. He had a really good stretch last year and then seemed to lose control. 
And if he doesn't control his pitch as well, he can get hammered. What, what do you see in this one? So that's, you know, that, that is the thing with Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks is one of your like prototypical, just a ground ball pitcher. He maybe will top it at 90. He is the thing is, is he has control. We've seen it over the years. He did lose a little bit of control last year, like you alluded to, Griffin. This in this game in particular, I'm going to be taking the Brewers at minus 175 here. I think it's a clear, easy W for anybody that's going to be betting opening day baseball. You're talking about Corbin Burns, who is the NL Cy Young Award winner from 2021. It is a no-brainer in my eyes that the Brewers will win this game on opening day. Well, you can certainly get your your uh, day off started pretty early. It's a uh, 1.20 Central Time, so 2.20 Eastern Time start. Um, want to get a unit in your pocket, I guess, uh, follow the big guy, Taylor Ringgold and, and throw on uh, a Brewers number, right. To start the season off. I'm still interested to see what Kyle Hendricks does this year. Cause he is a pretty good underdog if he's got control, but, uh, I, I think I need to see it, uh, before I believe it. Next one on our list is the, the Mets visiting the Washington nationals where you got Tyler McGill, uh, as the opening day starter instead of Scherzer or, um the Grom, unfortunately and, and he'll be visiting and at Patrick Corbin uh another guy that's really hard to trust who had one of the worst uh statistical seasons from a starting pitcher last year uh stayed in the rotation the whole time based on his contract I'm guessing uh versus Tyler McG- Tyler McGill who really came out of nowhere last year and was awesome uh, I'm not sure that he really held up and I think the innings kind of got to him uh but current number and we do have a total on this one is uh Tyler McGill, a, a road favorite, dollar twenty-five, so minus one twenty-five, uh, and totals currently nine. Uh, what, what do you got in this one, Taylor? I am. Look, I, I did my research this morning, just like you did. I'm trying to figure out why is Tyler McGill the the right guy to pick in this game. Look, you could have went with Jordan Peterson, uh, not Jordan Peterson. That's the that's the uh, David. David David Peterson. David? Yes. Yes, David Peterson, wrong one. David Peterson, or you could have went with, you know, Cookie Carrasco or Tywin Walker, but they're going to go with the young kid here. He did prove – he proved a lot last year that, that he is worth a rotation spot. He is worth a roster spot in this New York Mets team. I'm going to be picking the Mets here at minus 125, and I'll give you some more details towards uh, maybe the middle of the show here. So stick around for that, and you like that one. That's what you call a tease in the business, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's what they call a tease, huh? That's what yeah. they call a tease. I will tell you this, though. I will tell you that the Mets will be winning this game at minus 125. I'm going to take them. Look, they are a favorite because, look, the Nationals stink. They just do. It's flat out they stink. We'll be seeing a lot of Juan Soto highlights this year, but the Nationals just stink freaking out loud Tyler McGill minus 125 that's my pick here so I'm interested to see what Corbin does this year similar situation home dog almost exactly as Kyle Hendricks but significantly uh smaller underdog uh but we'll see what happens I don't know we'll see if Corbin get it together I'm not optimistic so far uh next one we'll go to the Pirates visiting the uh, St. Louis Cardinals and it's Brubaker on the road at Adam Wainwright currently a Wainwright is a dollar eighty-five, so minus one eighty-five at home, and uh, Brew Baker is total is eight. I'm going to be taking the St. Louis Cardinals and Adam Wainwright, the forty-year-old, not aging ace veteran pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. This is another team in the Pittsburgh Pirates where, just like the Nationals, they're going to be very, very bad this year. And when you have Brew Baker as your opening day starter, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're like, this is 
this these are the type of bets where you gotta just say like do not overthink it this is another one don't overthink it this is the one pick Adam Wainwright it's obvious yeah it is a little obvious I think Brew Baker had some good showed some signs last year but he's ultimately playing for a team that tries to lose every year and uh I don't know how often I want to put my hard-earned money um, or have my kids at the dinner table listening to us talking about uh, putting our hard-earned money on, on the Buckos. So easy <laughs> easy to skip that one, I think. And, and now we'll keep going a little bit deeper into the night with the Reds visiting the Atlanta Braves, currently Tyler Malley uh, at Max Freed. Freed off a really good year last year. Malley seems like one of those guys that's always right on the cusp of breaking out and really hasn't done it. Malley. But but current number, uh, Frida minus 182 at home, and the total is eight and a half. So you love Mally, yeah? I do like Mally a lot. Mally, um, I remember when I was in Minnesota and Cincinnati Reds came to town versus the Twins, and we we're in the studio. We we're like, who the hell is this Tyler Mally kid? He's just a spot starter. I don't know who he is, whatever. He diced up the Minnesota Twins in his rookie year in 2018, and he really hasn't looked back since then. He can deal it. But the Cincinnati Reds just traded everybody away. We had you had Winker, you had Suarez, you had Amir Garrett, you had a bunch of other guys just go. Now you want come to me when Cincinnati's starting a Hunter, a Hunter Green has a start, which is going to be in a few more days. That's the guy I want to bet on. But for Mally, I'm gonna to have to sit back on this one. I'm gonna go with Max Free. He ended his the postseason with a, a freaking unbelievable performances, winning in a, the World Series. The Braves are gonna start off the year one and oh with a W in Atlanta. Yeah, I think, I mean, the Braves are, are good. I, I'm certainly better than the Reds. Uh, Tyler Malley just seems like one of those guys that he's always been on, he's been close, but he strikes out a lot of guys, but never seems to get through full outings and probably will have a tough time doing that in Atlanta as well. Moving to the next, uh, and I guess last National League game of opening day or the Thursday edition opening day is the U Darvish train visiting the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, in the desert uh, with Madison Bumgarner towing the bump with his big contract that he's definitely not living up to. <laughs> Currently, you Darvish, a minus 152 favorite on the road and totals at eight and a half, looking like it's trending towards nine. What do you got here? I feel like eight and a half is a little high, no? Do you think it's a little I high mean, in this game? It, in the desert, I, if you're really buying into the humidor, maybe, but uh, that's I a don't... big park, a lot, lot of space for singles. And, uh, Madison Bumgarner is not exactly striking out the whole world. Yeah, I know, but the Arizona Diamondbacks are one of the worst offensive teams in the last decade. They are so bad, whoa, and whoa. they just they just you know they extended Cattell Marte, who is a bona fide All Star. He is an All Star, switch hitting outfielder, and that's really all they have. There isn't a crazy amount of offense on that team. So if you were to look at the over under here, I might want to take the under. In this in this case, but if I want to take a winner here, I'm going to go with you, Darvish. I, I, he is the ace of this squad. He throws about seven or eight pitches. Now, just remember, everybody home, the Padres do not have Fernando Tatis on the opening day roster. When you are looking at scoring runs, he is a absolute difference maker in the middle of that lineup. So, not having him there is definitely going to be a serious. Uh, I would say. Look at these Padres games throughout the season, including today's, that, you know, it could be a difference. Maker. But I think it's kind of obvious for opening day here. Yeah, so uh, if, if you've been listening to our, our first three uh, broadcast episodes, uh, you'll know that 
my partner Taylor is not a huge fan of the Padres this year. Um, expects them to not make the playoffs. Uh, I think a lot of that's due to missing uh, Fernando Tatis, and um, he's going to be gone for three months, I think. So we'll see when he actually gets in the lineup. Uh, not sure that he's a great cheerleader, uh, like he is a, a good home run hitter or uh, bring the energy type of guy. Uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. You Darvish. He was a little bit underwhelming to me last year, but uh, I think we've said enough about this one. So I'll move on to finally some AL games because unfortunately the, the opener opening day was canceled as postponed, as already said, I think due to weather in, in the Bronx. And we'll go to Cleveland Guardians. Uh, what a name. Uh, don't know how that one won the sweepstakes, but whatever. And I have Shane Beaver at Zach Grinke. Uh, I think that's right. Uh, good. Got the yep. thumbs up. Currently Bieber, uh, not Justin, but the other Biebs is – Minus 117 on the road. Uh, so a small favorite on the road at Zank Ricky, who's a nice romantic story uh, coming back to Kansas City where he started his career. Uh, allegedly said he wanted to play shortstop, even though he's about to get promoted to Kansas City and play for the pitch for the Royals. Uh, I think he made the right decision playing, uh, th- deciding to throw pitches rather than get crown balls. And uh, I got to say, I'm interested in, in Ricky at home here. Uh, just missed the cut for being my best bet. So it's not mine for this episode, but ultimately I, I'm like, I like the Royals a little bit more than I like the guardians because they have a better really? for one. And uh, I just, I feel like the Royals, they're a little bit better than you think they play pretty well at home. I mean, most teams do, uh, but I feel like getting last at bats against the Cleveland team that I really don't believe in. Uh, so I'm interested in the home dog for sure. Now that is very interesting. I, you know what? I, I'm like, I agree with you and I don't. Because I'm assuming the line changed a little bit once Bobby Wood Jr. was declared as making the opening day roster and being the starting shortstop for this team, who was a rookie of the year candidate already starting this year. Zach Ranke is the definition of a veteran workhorse. He will give you six innings. He will top out at 88 with a looping 69-mile-an-hour curveball or EFIS, whatever you want to call it. But Shane Beebs is one of the best pitchers in the game. He is, I, I, in my eyes, he doesn't give enough love. Being Also being a Cy Young Award winner, but I feel like he doesn't give enough love as to other pitchers around the league. I'm going to go with the Cleveland yeah. Guardians here. So, but Bieber last year was dealing with a lot of injury problems. I mean, maybe he's fully healthy now, but I feel like once a pitcher starts looking a little bit fragile, that, that's when I really want to look in on the other side. I don't know that Zach Greinke, like he might be past it at this point in his career. He certainly doesn't look like the same guy. And as you said, uh, topping out at 89 or whatever, maybe 90, if you give him a little bit extra. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect really from him. I do think that, I mean, certainly at their best, Beaver's way better than Greinke, no question about it. Sure. But I, but I got to say, I don't know if I believe in him enough to, to think that he's a worthy road favorite here, though certainly if they're both on their games, maybe that is the case. But once I got to think it also the first opening day start of the year, potentially some cold weather in Kansas City. I can't imagine these guys are going eight innings. So no that's going to probably fall on the bullpens. And Classe is great at the end, but getting the ball to Classe, I, I don't know. Like Brian Shaw is your setup guy. I mean, that hasn't worked for years now. Um, he's got great stuff. It moves all over, but it also seems to move into the barrels of bats. Uh, so that's not great. And, you know, I don't think it's like a popular thing to really think that the Royals are, are up to any good and are very good or have much talent, but wit coming up is a big deal. They got the other wit with Merrifield. Your like favorite guy is also I'm surprised you didn't mention him first. And, you know, I gotta say with uh Salvi in that lineup catching and uh, he's going to hit the ball a long way. So I like the chances for home dogs. Of course they're never prom Queens, but uh, that, that's a lean for me for sure. 
Well, why don't we get into our last and final Thursday game? It is probably the, my favorite, and I'll be staying up. It is going to be at 9, what time is it going to be at? 9.38 p.m. Eastern time. The Houston Astros playing the L.A. Angels, and that means only one thing. Shohei Otani is the opening day starter on the mound, minus 121. Those are the favorites right there. And I think when you have to add in the the romantic spot of baseball, the dramatics of baseball, sometimes you have to put that into play when it comes to betting on a team. I, I know that's not maybe the most wise thing to say, but if for me personally, I'm putting those things together. Trout is finally going to be back in the lineup. Anthony Rendon should be ready to go. This team, opening day, Otani is on the mound. You bitch your ass. He's throwing 100 miles an hour first pitch. He's pumping gas. Will he go six, seven innings? Eh, probably not. They probably want to, they're going to probably play it safe for going five, but it's going to be a solid five. I have the LA Angels. Oh, you do? Because it's funny, you know, it's really nice that you took the reins in this one because I'm actually going to give my best bet for Thursday. uh, And it is right here. It is uh, Houston Astros on the road. Um, Don't really believe in them long term, but I do think they're better than the Angels. I think, as you mentioned, Otani is not going that deep in this game and how they get the ball to Rizal Iglesias at the end, who closed pretty well last year. But I got to say, I'm I'm certainly a detractor. I'm not a believer in him. Um, Robert Valdez, I mean, he finds a way to do it. And certainly when he gets off the bad starts, he somehow hangs around, still goes six or seven innings. I I like what Presley, I like Presley at the end. I think Ryan Stanek, I mean, didn't have a great year last year, but still has huge gas. And and the rest of that team, I I feel like it's a lot stronger than the angels. I I know that everyone loves Mike Trout and he's really valuable, especially to, to lines, but I, I feel like, uh, the pesky Astros sneak up here and get a win on opening day. And that, I'm going to make that my best bet. Well, I'll just go with my best bet. And I kind of started to tease it right when we start talking about the New York Mets. And like we talked about, Patrick Corbin isn't your best opening day option that any team can have. Patrick Corbin in his career versus the Mets, 5-7, and seven, a 4-3-3 ERA and 142 and one-thirds innings pitch. That's a lot of innings to give me a reason to pick against him. And if I want to just be correct here, looking at the same thing, it is the over-under is nine, correct? I'm looking it at is. It right now. That's what I got. Yeah. And I'm going to take the over in this one. I think this Mets lineup is going to come in with a vengeance. The fact that they don't have their guy on the mound, the DeGrominator, they don't have DeGrom on the mound opening day. And I feel like this lineup with adding of Marte, Canna, if he's to be playing left, you have Escobar playing third. We hope to see Lindor having a bounce back season after year one as a New York Met. I think right out of the gate, the Mets are going to be kicking ass and absolutely hitting bombs off Patrick Corbin. And that is my best bet for Thursday. I mean, I can't blame you. He, uh, he was not awesome last year. Might, might happen again. We'll see what, the nerves due to McGill uh, starting on opening day for the first time, certainly uh, a different type of avenue or position to be in uh, for your opener day start. So then we're going to look for Friday lines. I think now that we've covered all of Thursday, um, unfortunately in, in, in talking about that, we probably can't make best bets on these because there aren't a lot of numbers out right now. I think only the win currently uh, win Las Vegas has a number out, but I projected lines for, for what I was expecting for Friday. So we'll see if this is, 
a hit or uh, a segment that we toss away for the future. Um, we got a couple. Good We're games experimenting here. We're experimenting. Everyone yeah. listening, look, this is episode four. We are we. <laughs> We had one week to do three episodes. Now we're on week four. We're on episode four. It's opening day. It's new for the guys on the mound and on the field and into the batter's box. It's going to be new for us as well. So why don't you kick us off with our first game on Friday? Yeah, I'll, I'll go through them. Um, we can just give a, a quick little tidbit uh, just for anybody who's listening that maybe missed opening day. Uh, shame on you for not listening to the podcast right when it drops. Please subscribe, like, do all the sort of things on there. But uh, but anyway, starting with the first game, it's going to be uh, Woodruff at Steel. Uh, the Brewers at the at the Cubs. Currently, a, a line of about minus one seventy five on the Brewers. You got you got anything on? I don't know much about Steel. I got to say. Well, I don't really know much about Steel either. I know he is a left handed throwing arm. I, I, he's more of like a bullpen guy, and he's kind of like a spot starter kind of guy. But you mentioned in our last episode about how I said Burns is your Cy Young Award winner, and you said something interesting, which I totally agree that Woodruff's probably take some of those votes away from Burns this year. Woodruff in, I'd say, I don't know, 25 other teams, he's the ace in in this league. He throws 100, and he also can rake, too, at the plate. So I think Woodruff, and it kind of sucks that these pitchers, some of them, I like seeing some of these pitchers hit, like Woodruff or Zach Granke or Kershaw, but – Besides that, I think this is a this is a kind of a safe bet as a favorite again. But you know, the Brewers are going to be a good team this year, pitching wise. Yeah, so we'll move on to the Dodgers, then visiting Colorado. This is the an opener for this one because they aren't playing on Thursday. Walker Buehler taking the toe in the bump. He's my uh, Cy Young pick for the NL. I believe at eleven to one. Uh, visiting Kyle Freeland, uh, who has had some good years in, in Colorado, and then also has had some duds. Uh, I don't think you're picking against the 113 win Dodgers, do you? Oh no, no. Look, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna see Chris Bryant's opening day in Colorado. It's gonna be fun. We'll have the dramatics, the fireworks, all that BS, and then they're gonna get their ass kicked in opening day because Freeland just okay. lets up absolute nukes. Okay, so that's what it's gonna next, be. Next one will go. <laughs> go to the next Miami, one. San Francisco. I mean, not much to talk about with the Rockies. Another team trying to lose, basically. But we'll go to my uh, to San Francisco actually for an opener. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, and he's visiting Logan Webb, which is a pretty good matchup, I got to say, pitching matchup. Uh, Kurt Lumber is San Francisco. Before you jump in, I know you're excited. Before you jump in, San Francisco, a minus 137 favorite, as I see it, at the win right now. Uh, I got to say, I really like Sandy Alcantara. I think he'd hang in this game, but I love Logan Webb. Go ahead. Okay. Um, We were almost on the same page. I totally agree with you. This pitching matchup, I really, really like it. I think Sandy Alcantara and this overall, this Marlins pitching staff is pretty underrated. They have, you know, they have Rogers, Lopez, Alcantara, when um, what Sisto Sanchez comes up, and then they have a secret weapon, Edward Cabrera, who throws a million miles an hour with like 20 inches of like tailing action to his fastball. But I'm going to pick. The Miami Marlins in this Ooh, one. Okay. I really like Sandy Alcantara. He is turning into the ace of this rotation. Oh, they also have Jesus Lazardo as well, who is just another guy. So they have options up the wazoo. But I'm going to have to say that Alcantara is going to be my guy. Um, and it's going with the underdog here. It just seems too close. Don't you think? It seems kind of a close line here. I mean, so there's an argument in baseball where you just want to pick up pennies the whole season and try to find underdogs that are – Going to win 50% of the time. You throw a bet out there, you might lose that time. But overall, it's it's all plus EV or plus positive expected value. Um, I mean, I would not hold it against you if you threw out a, a Sandy Alcantara bet out there on Friday. I like it. I'll be looking at it myself. 
Uh, I'm trying not to bet against teams that I also like, though. In a like versus like, I'd like to not bet against the team that I like, especially at home where the Giants nice. seem to win a ton of games. But uh, certainly there are worse bets than, than taking Sandy Alcantara at a, at a plus 140 or so. Uh, next on the list, we'll move to, through a couple lines because unfortunately lines aren't out, but we'll go to San Diego at Arizona. Uh, currently, Sean Manaya making his Padres debut as a $1.50 or $1.55 favorite on the road at Arizona. Um, has anything changed from what we just talked about with you, Darvish, uh, a second ago? Do you, do you believe Arizona can get this one? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> okay, right, so easy look, enough. I, look, we're going to be doing this podcast all season long, and I want everyone to understand that probably I'd say 99% of the time I'm going to bet against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, there has to be some astronomical reason like crazy crazy reason why that they're playing the deaf and the blind okay bet on the ash the, the diamondbacks to win but other than that man like no i think right, Anaya well, is, is a good option for on the mounds but i'm gonna go with the padres again merrill kelly will not be sending you any christmas cards this year uh moving to i guess an early start this one i kind of wanted to you just got paid so i would like kind of yeah. like you got a little extension Maybe. so Maybe a little candy nice. gram uh, White Sox visiting the, the Tigers currently. Lucas Giolito, he is a $1.22 road favorite, minus 122. On the road at Eduardo Rodriguez, who I got to say, I think it's great for him and his career to get out of Boston. Um, really tough park for him to pitch in and try to survive five or five and a half or maybe get that, that really important six inning mark, which he almost seemed to never get there during his career. I feel like in Detroit, there's certainly some power alleys there, but I think he's, he's still got some stuff and I think he's going to be tough. Uh, but we both really like the White Sox coming in this year. I will say I'm not a huge Giolito fan. How about you? Yeah, that's crazy to me. How, what is, what's your reason why? Why do you, you like the guy? I mean, he, I'm sure he's a really nice fella. He seems to be great I don't in give interviews. a shit if he's nice, he's nice or not. Guy. I, can, I don't I just, give a shit. Like, Lance Lynn's a dick. I don't care about if he's a dick <laughs> or not. Like, if the guy can throw strikes and get guys out, I'm happy and win me money. Absolutely. But what's the reason why? I just feel like where Giolito's price, they everyone loves his changeup, I think, far too much. And I feel like if his changeup is not lights out great, then he's not as good of a pitcher as he gets priced. That's essentially what I'm coming from. It's funny because he is a one of the favorites to win the Cy Young this year. He's up there yes. pretty, pretty high in the American League. I'm going to go with the White Sox here at minus 122. I'm going to yeah. try to not let uh, my uh, disinterest in Luke's Giolito uh, distract me on this one, but I will I will certainly be looking at Eduardo Rodriguez uh, and trying to decide if I'm ready to deal with betting on the Detroit Tigers, which is a painful experience. I've had it plenty of times. Next on the list is Baltimore visiting Tampa. This is an opener, I believe. Uh, John Means toeing the bump for the Orioles, who are trying to lose, and Shane McClanahan, who is one of those – really high in the list of AL Cy Young award prices that you wouldn't really expect. Uh, I think he was like something like five to one or something, maybe higher than that, but I'll, I'll check at some point. Uh, but anyway, McClanahan's awesome. Doesn't really go deep in games though. And I don't think the Rays are going to let him any, anytime soon. I, I kind of like this pitching matchup. John means had a, had a pretty solid season last year, an all-star through a no hitter and McClanahan had his moments last year but the guy can hit hundred miles an hour. He can hit really well. And I think, and look, how often are, when we see these projections, you know, usually these projections are kind of close. They're somewhat similar. I think McClanahan's going to have a really, really good year this year. I think he, he does have a high stock on him. And, but once, once there's a little more protection, that rotation, once class now comes and you have Shane Baz behind McClanahan, 
that one, that one, two, three, that three headed monster rotation, it's going to be absolutely gross. Mm -hmm. But if I had to pick for today, I'm going to go with the race. Um, They're at home. Wander Franco is going to make his day uh, another, you know, his opening day debut. He came in mid season last year, but with all that excitement, they just traded away um, Austin Meadows last night. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do like the race here. Yeah, I'm looking. McLean at 16 to one is his odds to win the AL Cy Young. Not sure I would advocate an investment on that. And the Razor are minus 180 favorite, pretty big, but uh, I'm definitely not in a rush to bet the Orioles. Uh, as we motor through the last couple games that do have lines, we'll go to uh, the Rangers visiting the Jays, going up to Canada. Hopefully, have all their players vaccinated, or they're not getting into Canada allegedly. Uh, yeah, John Gray. Opening day starter uh, at uh, Jose Berrios uh, for the Jays. Currently, Berrios a minus one sixty favorite, and I believe they're Taylor's pick to make the World Series. Yes, that is also correct. That is correct. Um, I'm gonna like I like the Toronto Blue Jays here. I'm just a little skeptical about whole, this whole vaccination thing in Toronto. What the plan's going to be for that? So look, I, I'd say once this is what I'm doing. That yes, you come here to listen to Griffin and Ida's opinion. You come here to listen and you see what we have to say. If it was me, I'd maybe just stay away from the these Blue Jays just for the, maybe the first week of baseball till they figure out what's going on. Like imagine the Vlad Juniors is not in the lineup. That's a big that the line's gonna change very quickly, as as Griffin Pye will agree to that. Yeah, I, I would. Um, I don't know that that's something that you need to worry about so much because you probably will be able to see that line happening or there'll probably be some news coming out, I would hope. But I do think that it's been fairly quiet about what it vaccine, really has I mean, been quiet, Not that vaccinated though. status is tattooed on someone's forehead, though, so it's not really out there. Uh, next on the list, I'll move on to the A's visiting the Philadelphia Phillies um, in what should be a truly a true bar bur- barn burner, easy for me to say. Uh, and currently, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at Frankie Montas at Aaron Nola, uh, yes. and Nola's a dollar seventy favorite. Pretty big price for the Phillies, but they should be way better than a uh, A's team that is also trying to lose. Uh, this is tough because I like Frankie a lot. Frankie, you know, he had some uh, steroid stuff going on a few years ago, but the guy can really, really pitch. And I thought this would be he would be one of those guys to get dealt before this season started, as we've seen, Manaya was one of those two guys that he did get that as well. But this is the debut of this power five monster lineup when you have Schwarber, Hoskins, Harper, Real Muto, and Nick Castellanos, those five guys in the middle of that order. This is the the feel. I don't ha- I don't think I have the Phillies making the postseason, but if you want these five guys to really – these five guys need to be – at their A game all season long for the Phillies to get to the postseason. In this game, however, I'm going to take Aaron Nola. He needs to step it up this season in order also to help out this roster going forward. Oakland A's, they have a minor league roster as as, as it is right now. Um, but I want to do the Phillies here. Pretty funny story that uh, the catcher is the fastest of those players that you named. But uh, yes. I'll move along from there. Um, yep. 100% okay, so we're correct. Gonna- and actually, here's some gifts that we're coming to because, I mean, it should be the same starters for the opening day postponements in the Bronx and also in Minnesota. So I'll let you wax poetic on the opener. I imagine this will probably be a, a 12.05 or 1.05 Eastern time start. Sorry, I'm living in central time zone in Dallas. But um, Eovaldi at Garrett Cole, I'll give you your chance to talk about your guy and talk about spider attack if you want to. Uh, number before the game is postponed. 
Garrett Cole was a dollar forty eight favorite, so a little bit cheaper than I think you'd expect. Um, but but tell me why why is Garrett Cole going to start off on the right foot? This is the time for Garrett Cole right off the bat. He needs to excel. He did not excel against the Red Sox last year and including the postseason. Just was a complete embarrassment. And when you have Yankee fans are up your ass because we the Yankees paid three hundred million dollars for you, you need to not only be an lights out guy all year long, but that postseason you need to excel. So if you come out of the gate with a giant W on your forehead, you go six, seven innings and in opening day. Yankee fans will be very happy, and guess what? The media will be happy with you, and you are also, the key thing here, guys, you're also playing the Boston Red Sox. There's no rivalry like it. The Red Sox and Yankees are just heated rivalry throughout the the history of baseball, and everyone knows that listening to this. And we know you're romantic, you know? know. I I know. I am a romantic. I am going to go with the Yankees and Garrett Cole. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but I'm going with the Red Sox. I'm going with the Yankees, excuse me, and Garrett Cole. I'm just reading the Red Sox. Well, well make sure you take a lot of time out of work because it's probably going to take four hours. Next it's on the going list. It's going to take seven uh, hours to finish this game, by the way. There we yeah. go. Seven hours. Hopefully the uh, whatever weather we're dealing with stays away. Other one is uh, another postponement from Thursday. We'll go Robbie Ray on the road at Joe Ryan, one of the best young pitchers in baseball, I think. Uh, and this is about a pick them, but uh, actually the, let's let's give – uh, the Twins are minus 105, so 105, 105 both ways. Uh, tell me why Robbie Ray is going to follow up in his Cy Young Award. He He's on a, a rotation where he is he needs to be the leader of the rotation. You, you, you lose Kikuchi, who goes to Toronto, mm. uh, where he was just at. And it's a young rotation, and there might not be the most experience in that in that rotation as well. There are other big name guys, Logan Gilbert, which I'm, a, I'm maybe you might see him in pitching in game two, maybe game three. But Robbie Ray has had success up and down, you know, success around in his career. He's been an all star as a Diamondback, and we've seen now he's a Cy Young Award winner. I think he is has lights out stuff. The fact that this is a pick em, though, kind of scares me, though, that we saw a pick em here. It's Minus 109. What did you say? Minus 105? I'm giving it 105 both ways. I mean, it's we'll see what the number comes out. I can't imagine one or the other is going to be that big of a favorite unless there's some weird vaccination status that keeps somebody out of this game. But we're, we're not talking about that. So No, um, no, no. And I, I really like this Twins lineup, too. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When you add Carlos Correa, I tweeted this out, too, um, a few days ago when Buxton and Correa went back-to-back home runs in the spring training game. A healthy Buxton could go could be a 30-30 guy in 100%. Yeah, the, pro- the, problem, the problem when you say that, and I, I heard this on a fantasy podcast earlier this week as well, uh, talking about healthy Buxton, I just like that's going to happen all of a sudden for the first time in his 10-year career. He's all of a sudden going to play 100 games. Like, I, I don't believe it. Why would you? He works because you know the guy, you know, your president, uh, I, maybe. He he works really really hard, man. I, when I used to interview him, we just talked about how his work ethic was. It sucks because he works so freaking hard, and all he does is get hurt. He's so I mean, freaking athletic. He's so athletic in the outfield, the best defensive center fielder in the game. Not no one's close. Nobody's close. He's got the speed. He's now emerging into a power hitter. He might be batting leadoff, or he'll clean up for this Minnesota Twins team. But if we had to pick opening day. I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners because of Robbie Ray. 
Joe Ryan's a good story. He's a good guy. I'm not, not a good guy. I don't know him personally, but he is he is a good <laughs> pitcher. He's a good pitcher, but I don't think he can stand up to Robbie Ray. On Ooh, day. so so that's that's my question. I, I have some interest in the Twins. Um, I don't I don't hate the lineup. I agree. I think I think the lineup's better than maybe people think. Um, and you know that Correa and uh, Byron Buxton will be in that lineup in opening day. Not sure they'll be in that lineup in May, but we'll see. Um, I do like Joe Ryan. He had great numbers in the minors. And uh, I got some questions about Robbie Ray and whether he can kind of keep up what he – because he kind of came out of no- – so I've had a long history with Robbie Ray, i got to say. Uh, his four and two-thirds outings, like every time he faced the Dodgers because he would walk everybody and strike out everybody. <laughs> right. and, and I loved him, and he was a very profitable guy in Arizona for a while. And then finally figured it out uh, after being a top prospect when he got to Toronto and last year's – if you, if you picked him to win the Cy Young, man, I, I would love to hear that because um, he was awesome last year and kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but now that he kind of switched pitching coaches, lost his uh, the pitch doctor in the Toronto bullpen, and I just like – I wonder if he's able to – I mean, changing cities, finally all this hype under his belt. I wonder if he's going to still be that same guy. I hope he is. I have him in a couple fantasy leagues, but we'll see. I'm not sure I'm a buyer, so I'm pretty interested in backing Joe Ryan. And that might be it. That might do it for this show. I mean, we, we went pretty good, like – Considering we had some postponements, I think we handled it fairly well. Uh, you got anything else on your list, Taylor? Shout out your your Twitter handle. Do you want? Do you want to? I know we have uh, we don't have a complete list of Friday's games starters wise, but do you want to just give maybe a best bet? Or are we just not going to do it for Friday? I think I think we'll do it when we actually have lines that are that are that are real and live, um, and I think we can verify that. One one bet best bet probably per podcast is probably how to do it, uh, and, and I guess we'll remind everybody. So go ahead your Twitter handle and your best bet for this first podcast and opening day. You can follow me at Taylor Ringgold. I tweet baseball legit 24 seven. I'll be watching the games with you guys as you're listening to this on Thursday. And I said it before in the beginning, but if you guys didn't listen for some weird reason, my best bet is the over in the Mets nationals game. I'm taking over nine runs and the reason is because Patrick Corbin does not have a lot of success in his career against the New York Mets. Five and seven, four, four, three, career ERA in about 114 innings. That's enough innings to tell me that Patrick Corbin is going to get rocked on opening day. All right. Patrick Corbin's getting rocked. You can find me, Griffin Warner, the real underscore G Warner on Twitter. And I will be picking the Astros. Uh, looks like they are a 115 underdog. So plus 115. Uh, Astros visiting the Otani Sun in what should be a pretty good one on Thursday night on hopefully everyone's TVs late at night and hopefully Taylor's not napping at that point. Uh, oh, but no thanks way. everyone for watching this episode, watching, listening, whatever you're doing, wherever you're, you're probably not watching, but listening. Uh, thanks as always. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, doing more of these uh, on, right. on the show. That is right. That This is the RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition podcast i'm taylor ringold griffin warner we will see you on the next episode everyone have a good time on opening day because we are we'll see you guys soon drink responsibly that's right